Jacks. You've had Nick Aswick yeah. from uh, from um, Southern Cross, yeah, yeah. Uh, and also uh, the SPCA. Uh, is it Andrea yesterday? SPCA lady. Yeah. Andrea Mitchell. So I'm, yeah. I'm in a steam company this week. I appreciate the opportunity. Um, I would like to start off by giving you props and kudos for turning up to the show with your own Go Rentals top on. Well done. Well done. <laughs> well, you've always got to wear your brand. It's, it's, brand. Yeah, I, have, I have to I say get that I get it. the piece that I have done every day through lockdown is I've gone through my normal routine. I've put my work gear on for the day, and, and I just find it helps get me in the zone. And so um, that, that hasn't changed for me through lockdown, to be honest. No, people kind of joke around like because obviously I just you know we're just black all the time. It's fine, but when I get home, I swap out of a black V-neck into just a regular black T-shirt, and then mentally I'm out of my uniform. Nice. It's it's the it's the details. Um, all right, so let's get into it. Uh, you've run the business shit, almost what 20, 20 years now, almost. Hey. Eh? Yeah, I've, I've been with Go for, for twenty years, and I mean Go was very very small when I started, but uh, so been involved for for a long time and watched the business grow you know, exponentially over many, many years. So it's, and it's been a wonderful journey. So, um, but obviously the, you know, the recent, uh, the recent issues have, have certainly uh, kicked up some, some changes and, uh, you know, very, very uh, interesting moving into an environment where revenue falls completely off a cliff, right? So uh, you need to pedal, pedal fast and pedal hard. And uh, so we made a bunch of quick decisions early and, and, and got on with essentially downsizing. Now the, the um, pre, pre-COVID, how how big was the company? How how big has it had, had it sort of grown to? Um, yeah, so, before. So Go was uh, I think pretty much the largest independent operator in New Zealand. So with a fleet of about three thousand vehicles, and we Jeez. have uh, staff. Our, our summer peaks about one hundred and eighty. Now our winter number is normally about one hundred and fifty people. So, so uh, and key locations in New Zealand. So that's uh, you know a reasonable sized operator in the New Zealand market. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and yeah, that's obviously changing with what's ahead of us, but um, all part of it. I get it. When um, you know, going back, you know, a month and a bit now, you got uh, Jacinda made, makes the announcement. I think it was Monday at uh, one forty, and then all of a sudden the world changed within forty eight hours. What was the timing in your headspace coming up of realizing what might happen and how you'd? Um, have to navigate or or, or, ch- or change the business. Like, just talk me through the headspace of what you felt was coming and, and just navigating that first couple of days because it was just chaos, man. Like everyone just yeah. lost their shit and like just just talk me through that. Just, it's only probably not too long ago now, but yeah, take me through there for a sec. Yeah, so really interesting. So I mean, I, it, I guess for us, we saw the dark cloud looming. So you know, it was on the radar, but we didn't expect things to move just as quick as they did. But uh, certainly, uh, you know, at a senior team level, we started having the conversations and getting ourselves, uh, you know, well-organized and, and being in a position where we can sort of enact a, a bit of a BCP and, and, and work through things. But we didn't necessarily expect it to play out as quick as it did. So um, and the whole thing was just like a blur. I mean, it just went so fast, uh, you know, day by day by day, you were just pedaling hard and, and gearing yourself up for making decisions. But, I mean, you know, all these things are, are um, a challenge, but when you've got an incredible team of, of, of really dedicated people around you, that, that know the business and, and 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 know what they're doing, know their game. It makes such a difference. And my team were just sensational. They pulled together as a unit and they they just got on with it and got it done. And and that for me, that makes all the difference. To be honest, makes my job a breeze, really. Yeah, even though it's tough when you've got that good comms. You know, we, we had um, Tim Alp on the show and a few other, a few other people, and just you were saying the camaraderie between those staff that were, you know, some of them that were even leaving the business. They were ringing him up and saying, "Mate." 
like how are you doing and it's like dude i i let you go i should be ringing you you know just that it feels like the yeah. bonds of this thing just really kind of commercially screwed people but kind of in some other weird ways just created a, a different type of glue and tribalism between the real relationships that these employees and employers had right yeah, I really enjoyed Tim's interview and, and certainly Juicy Guys have built a great culture and they've got a great crew and we've done a very, very similar thing at Go. So, uh, you know, um, we've we've gone through some cuts already and I, I made the decision, Robert, to call uh, all of my staff that we've, we'd had to let go and I made the decision to call them all individually. And I did that uh, over a weekend a few weeks ago and uh, and um, I, I was I was really dreading it to be honest, but it was just something I wanted to do, and uh, you know, not so much to apologise, but just to sort of clear the air, let them know it was me that, that had to make the tough decisions, and just thank them for all their efforts, and, and just the response that I got from our people was just I, I was blown away to be honest, and people uh, just you know really dedicated, and just you know thank you, I can't believe you're even calling this individually, and you know can we come back in the future, and are you okay, and and, and a really similar sentiment, so. Uh, yeah, I mean, quite a humbling experience. And I, I don't think I had uh, any really terse conversations. A couple of people had some curly questions for me, but it was uh, it was a really humbling experience, to be honest, to go through that. And, and um, it just made me realise what a wonderful uh, bunch of people that we've got and what an engaged team that we've built over, over such a long time. You know, that, that's helped go winterism and wars and do other things. So, um, mm. yeah, a really humbling experience. It validates the, the good culture that you built when people care that much and they genuinely give a shit. It's it's pretty awesome to to see, and it'd be I'm sure it'd be super super humbly and probably unexpected from from both sides. So when it goes to you know it goes to zero essentially, you know, but buddy other buddy of mine he had a ninety seven percent revenue drop, and then he's just like holy shit, what now what? When you got to the now what thing, how did you mentally sort of approach what could be when you start to you know redesign and reimagine? what what happens next like how do you go yeah. through that that sort of process well great questions i mean th for us the, the three focuses were, were sort of uh, people plant and property and and work through those things and and then beyond that there's a bunch of other uh, expenses in our business that are are essentially variable to to revenue and, and activity so uh, you know downsizing has definitely been hard and, and and the real challenge is that is that fixed cost base once we've got through the words of that process and, and we're still fine-tuning there of course and we're still optimizing but once we got through the worst of that process, you then set your mind to what comes out the other side. And I think, Rebecca, the hardest thing for us has been, what does that return to revenue profile look like? Mm. And, and, and where, where do you go for your source of the truth, your information? And how do you start to predict what it looks like when domestic comes back on board? When are we going to get Australia? What, you know, and so on and so forth. So for us, to be honest, the biggest challenge has been understanding that. And you know, I've kept uh, really well connected into into the uh, lots of great people in the industry that I respect and trust, uh, and and have been able to chew the fat with them and, and and get a genuine sort of lowdown perspective from people that understand what's going on, which is fantastic. And and then really start to try and you know build what you think that's going to be look like. But at the beginning, you want to be so conservative on that. Yeah. Um, and and, and uh, you know, we're now starting to see some some reasonable activity. The last the last three days, we've had a. A decent number of bookings coming in the door. No any previous levels, but you know there's starting to be some light at the end of the tunnel. And then I think the really exciting thing, when you park all those core pieces, the really exciting thing is then, okay, so what does the what does the go of the future look like? Mm. What does it, what? How do we when we reset, we redesign, we reimagine, whatever you want to call it. When we re reset this business, so for us, you know, we spent many many years developing great technology and. 
we've had an end-to-end rental experience on on a on an app for quite some time now and this has been the catalyst and the opportunity now to make that mainstream in the business so every single transaction going forward at go will almost be contactless car rental and every single transaction will be done with the app and we won't use our traditional people at desks self-checking kiosk whatever those things might be we're essentially going to be fully mobilizing uh, our entire operation and, and that for me is is massively exciting it's almost uh not in order to plug air new zealand too much but it's almost air new zealandizing the 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 model and, and the opportunity so um that for me is the exciting stuff and and how we set ourselves up for for the future to deliver for our clients and also for changing consumer needs well, I think the um, the bit there <coughs> we had um, Cl- Clive Omerod, who's the CEO of uh, Les Mills, on the show, and he was saying, you know, he didn't um, their strategy didn't change; it just got accelerated dramatically. Yeah. <laughs> so, for yourself, if you're already talking about, you know, um, you know, app-driven purchasing, contactless transactions, all these different bits and pieces, the the speed of of this has probably just amplified it up. So, when you go to um, what I mean, I don't know that you'd probably know the numbers. What percentage usually would be domestic bookings with In our business? Like yeah, about thirty percent. About thirty-five percent. About thirty-five percent. Yeah, got yeah. And then how how closely tied in are you with different other um, like activity crew, like the, the tourism sector itself? What type of comms have you been in at the, these different parts with them figuring out what potentially could be happening? Um, at the different bits and pieces like how, how have how's the comms been because obviously you will have a strategy of like when the bubble happens we could do this when this happens we could do that how's how has the comms at an exec level sort of been within the tourism all the different players that you would usually partner with strategically yeah i, th- I think they've been solid i mean you know tnz tia taking their leadership positions as you'd expect and and, and it's always good to have a, a chat with chris roberts and, and others who, who've got a, a great view and a genuine solid grip of, of what's going on in the industry so uh, and also TechNZ, Tourism Export Council, I think their communications have been fantastic uh, and, and providing great summaries. So there's, there's, there's definitely lots of uh, really, really good information out there. Uh, and, and it's really good to, to link in with all those things. But you've also got to distill that down and apply that to your own business and your own sector. And mm. every single business is a little bit different, right? So, um, you know, uh, and some of us are, 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 are definitely reliant on international and, and some of us are solely reliant on international and the rest of us have got the domestic mix. and. Certainly for us, uh, you know, the Trans Tasman bubble thing is a, is is really really a key, and you know that 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 should put us back in a place where we can uh, start to return to I wouldn't say normal levels, but return to some sort of uh, reasonable volume and, and standards. So that Trans Tasman bubble thing is is absolutely key, um, and it's interesting trying to get the view of of the timelines of that. Uh, and at the moment, there are people that are prepared to make take a punt on that, and others that aren't. But I know. Um, the airports and and and, and uh, the industry will be working very very hard to to get that open for us all. So that that to me feels a a really key milestone that we all need to work towards and support. Yeah, the um, yeah, the, it's just such a monumental thing when you start from zero to sort of roll back around again. So when you've um, so so for your business, you, how have you thought to reset it? So contactless payments end to end through the app. Like what other things have have you sort of thought about? Have you thought about like what other sort of business models or ideas have been sort of thrown around the the team with what you can do with either existing potential like resources or staffing or place like you know talk about the peace plant all the rest of it. Like what what are some of the ideas that have been thrown around with how to sort of uh, reset and reinvent uh, the business? 
Yeah, so you've got to look across your look across your assets and think about how you can uh, you know a, a generate some more revenue from specific areas or b uh, you know how do you reduce some costs. So, a couple of examples: a, a, a pretty sizable head office building that uh, probably is is bigger than we need. So how can we uh, you know utilize that space to generate some revenue, whether that be bringing in a tenant or creating some shared workspace or whatever that might be, might be. So that could be an opportunity. Um, you know, beyond that, we've got a Go's got a couple of uh, t uh, state of the art tunnel car washes at our Auckland and Christchurch operations, and so there might be there could easily be an opportunity to, uh, you know, do some outsourced uh, vehicle grooming services and so on and so forth. So there's there's a few opportunities there that, that, that you've got to think about, but also you can't take your eye off the prize. And you know, we we certainly want to make sure we're 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 playing strong with our domestic market. We've got a good customer following, and and you know, there's probably going to be opportunities also to to pick up uh, some. Some business in, in other areas where you might have uh, other organisations looking to downsize their cost base, and so that there the could be an opportunity there to, to to win some business and win some contracts. So I think you've still got to keep your eye on the prize. If if you spend too much time looking left and right, uh, you know, you, 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 it, it, it's a balance, isn't it? You know, you can't put all your resources and, mm. and energy into into what you need to do in the short term to keep yourself alive. You, you you've got to keep some of your core your core business uh, rolling, if that makes sense. No, totally. So the bunch of feedbacks come around about this 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 budget, right? Tourism's a huge part. Events are a huge part. You know, people are just going off on social and watching a bunch of this. How does this budget of the fifty mil of the spending twenty or whatever it is or thirty, um, how does this affect you directly? And what's the feedback been amongst your circles around the the lack thereof or just the not backing or just whatever like what's what's your thoughts on how this whole budget sort of played out and what it means for the uh, the the tourism sector yeah so budget obviously released yesterday uh i've was across a bunch of uh, communications in the in the social space uh and, and comments from various people so starting to put, pick up a, a little bit of a, an overall sentiment from the industry and i think uh, it feels like the the sentiment is that that what's been offered is a wee bit weak i think the the, the comparison that's seems to be out there Quite a bit is the is the is the racing industry. They've got seventy two million for a one point nine billion dollar industry, and uh, yeah. tourism has been given four hundred million to support what has been a forty billion dollar industry, number one employer in New Zealand, and so on and so forth. So, uh, but you know, I also think that, that there is a balance here, and that, and that you know, um, th this is a long game, right? So it it it, it it's not all about. Um, Dropping a load of cash in the market immediately, if, if that makes sense. I mean, we, 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 it, it's, it's a long, slow road to recovery, and, and, and no doubt, you know, there's going to be some other opportunities for support. Uh, you know, tech, well, one would hope further down the track. Certainly for us, the, the the extension to the to the wage subsidy, well, that's that's going to be a help, and, and that you know, that's a, that's another step in the right direction, and we will have uh, no issue proving the. Uh, 50% decline in revenue. <laughs> <laughs> That's a positive. I'm not going to have to work too hard to uh, to, to sell that concept, if that makes sense. So uh, that's certainly a, a step in the right direction. And then the, um, the the overall packages. I do I do wonder a little bit with the with the the 400 million dollar package, and a, a sort of big part of that seems to be tailored around business advice. And yeah, I just I, I just hope they get that right. And it's not, you know. What was uh, that? Sorry, what they do? Well, a, a, a big part of the of the four hundred million is essentially a a, a tailored a, a advice uh, type system for. I can't remember exactly what they call it, and I probably should review that very quickly. But um, I, I just think they they need they need to get that right. And uh, but I do think that the the uh, commitment to preserve 
some of the key tourism assets is a good one because you know we the world will bounce back from this over time mm. international travel will start again and as sure as eggs is breakfast uh new zealand will continue to be at the top of everybody's wish list it always has been always will be it's a wonderful uh, it's a wonderful country full of wonderful people and, and many people in the world still want to get here so and i also think the way that COVID has been handling the numbers and the and the and the popularity of, of, of Jacinda's efforts around the world will do wonders for brand New Zealand. So we might find, being a bit more optimistic, maybe we might find that New Zealand is is even higher up the wish list, and and it's a it's a it's a favoured destination for people in the future. Uh, a with its clean green, green reputation, but also with the way it's handled the COVID nineteen crisis. So, but listen, let's not get too ahead of ourselves. The borders um, are probably a long way from reopening, so I'm I'm I'm, I'm talking all, all down the track, but uh, I'm trying to stay optimistic about this thing. I, no, you, you got know, it. I, I have you to. You know, it's my natural mindset. Yeah, it's exactly you know what we were saying before. You know, I'd rather have a you know people bitching about business than bitching about body counts. So I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll take that those tougher conversations financially any day instead of some of the stuff that you've seen. You know, and the dev devastation from from a medical and community perspective. Um, so, if you were to look at, say, the budget or, or whatever it is, like, what would you have done differently? You know, would you have set dollars aside to go and buy a bunch of distressed assets to help support them to keep them rolling? Do you think there'll be government support for this? Like, what what would you have liked to have seen in, in a dream scenario for? Obviously, you know, if don't worry about any other sector, any other bullshit. Like, just with tourism, like, what would what would you have liked to see have done differently? Yeah, I, I, I genuinely do think that uh, the fixed cost base is the, is the major challenge for all businesses. So, you know, we, and we can all uh, fine tune people and what they're paid and all those things. And you can get some variability into that. But, you know, so, so I, I really do think some guidance uh, and some uh, some rules of engagement for how landlords and, and tenants are, are to work together through this period. I think that would have been incredibly helpful. And I, I know for us that that is a major, major part of my fixed cost base that I've essentially not been able to shift uh, a, a great deal, let's say. So um, I think that's one area that, that could have had some attention and, and it didn't necessarily, you know, I mean, it would have needed the support of banks, um, but it, it didn't necessarily need need a, a huge amount of cash injection, but it needed some some leadership, some thinking and, and some laying out of, of, of rules of engagement, as it were. I think that would have been really, really helpful. I know, and I know in Australia they they sort of uh, they they mandated how that was to to happen, and I think that would have been incredibly helpful. Certainly, uh, you know the 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 assistance to to uh, to keep people uh, in businesses is is really really good, but I also think you know the reality is for a lot of us we know that when we come, well we're starting to come back out already, but we know that our workforce in the past when it was this big, it, you know. Or sorry, this big. It's not you know. Right now, it's going to be this big, and you know, keep, keep, keeping people alive uh, where you haven't got work for them in the future. Th those things are a real challenge. And how do you get the balance of of that right? So I think that I don't know what the goal. I don't know what the golden ticket is there, to be honest. But I think that, tricky, that yeah. that's it is tricky. It, it, it's a it's a balance. It's not it, it and it's not one size fits all. There's all sorts of different things for for different organisations. So. I also think, I mean, there's also lots of talk about sort of reimagining tourism, and I, I'm slightly uh, shifting away from the uh, from the budget discussion now. But uh, there's lots of that talk about sort of reimagining tourism, and and you know, what do we need to do to, to build a, a greater industry and a, and a greater economy for that tourism industry moving forward? So, you know, we, we certainly can cast our mind to that, and, and how do we better integrate with our communities and 
uh, and better integrate with our culture. And I think I actually think on a world basis, New Zealand does that incredibly well. Um, but there's still uh, there's still some maybe some improvements to made to be made. So, mm. you know, for all of us, we, we have a we have a duty to brand New Zealand, right? And we have a we have a duty to keep uh, New Zealand's reputation uh, on a global scale as strong as it is, as strong as it is. And so everybody in the game has a, has a has a genuine duty towards that, and we shouldn't lose sight of that as, as part of the recovery. So, um, but at the same time, we've all got a lot on our hands trying to keep our businesses alive and, and get through it and get out, get out the other side. So, hmm. you, you, you've got to balance all those things. But for me, that's a, you know we're all custodians of brand New Zealand, and I think it's imperative that we all continue to remember that. Yeah. No. T- totally agree. It's it's tough when you're trying to please everyone. You you can't, right? I've got a, I've got a friend who's down in Queenstown at the moment. He's staying at the Hilton, and I was on the call with him before. I was like, "Oh, what's the vibe like, bro?" And he was like, "Dude, this is flipping weird, bro. There's like hardly anyone here. They don't have all the full services out. They don't have the full thing. So it's this weird mix of they've got empathy because they realise they're at zero, but then simultaneously they're in a five star thing without the five star thing." So then it becomes like, how do you, you know, just that whole, I mean, it's obviously first world problem shit, but just point out that thing, it's, it's literally restarting from, from, from scratch again. Now, one of the things I've been thinking about is there's, um, you know, the first, it, it, it shuts, we go into lockdown, um, a bunch of businesses cease. We come back out of it, go back into it, but in a lot of different businesses, they're going to have, you know, 70, 80% less people walking through the door, whether it be restaurants or retail or whatever these, these other different businesses are those then businesses still aren't going to survive. So there's going to be another drop off the cliff because people won't be spending and moving whatever else. And I, and I wanted to make sure with a, a punch, a couple of my friends that were working in these different businesses, I was like, don't be naive to the realities of what's going to happen commercially. There's probably going to be a restructure happening in about two or three months after the wave subsidies and all that, all that, all that crews out. It's not going to be anyone's fault, but I've been thinking about say within tourism. And I know in a couple of other industries, there's been talks of this. Do you think there's going to be a mass, um, a bunch of different roll-ups and m a activity between a bunch of different potential strategic partners of either you know hotels and um you know transportation and this and that like do you think that that the new zealand um, tourism industry will see a a, a roll-up um and a bunch of m a activity in this in this next 12 months to try and work together to get through it yeah i thought i think i think it's likely and there's uh i mean the, the really sad thing about all this is that there are lots of fantastic tourism businesses and fantastic products and fantastic people that that aren't going to get through this and out the other side. And for me, that's incredibly sad because um, it, it is a wonderful industry. Genuinely, as you can see, I'm a bit, <laughs> a little bit emotional about it. But um, yeah, I, I, I think there, there probably is going to be some of that activity. And, and you know, one of, one of the things that uh, I've been casting my mind to is, you know, what, what does, uh, what does uh, the transport sector of the future look like? What does the genuine tourism product of the future look like? And how do all the hotels exist and, how does that change? So, I mean, globally, there's going to be um, there's going to be some big changes, and uh, I, I think this is a this is a this is a genuine reset of the travel and tourism game worldwide. So, there will be uh, people taking the opportunity to roll up some businesses. I'm sure. Uh, let's hope that those are all done with um, with the best intentions in mind, and and we get a good result from it. Oh, I lost you for like twenty seconds. That's okay. I kept talking. <laughs> no, no, you're right. We're talking about roll-ups. Yeah, so, so, I, so I I, just said that uh, I thought there would be a, a bunch of that activity, but I, I just hope that that was done with the, 
with the best intentions in mind. And, you know, uh, and like I said, I, I just, I hope as many of our iconic and fantastic tourism businesses and people that are involved in our industry here in New Zealand can, can get through and get out the other side. And that, that, but that's the bit that uh, matters most to me. You know, it's a, it is a great, it's a great industry. And, and, I, and I generally hope uh, many, many of the guys can get through and out the other side. I really do. It's the the good a feeling for all other New Zealanders to help back them, and it feels like there's this hyper local resiliency slash support slash drive to really back the local, like 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 I've never seen before, and and it's so it gets me stoked because you know they want to really drive and 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 support those that have have the care and those actual true relationships so in, in many ways it's it, it makes me even more um makes me stoked to see you know the health of the people and then the care for each other because obviously i've kind of seen this in three waves of you know you still got the health thing to try and knock off boom not that we've ticked the box but you know that's that's we're winning that battle then there's this financial shit show we're trying to navigate through commercially and then there's going to be this community element around the mental health the relationships won and lost all the, the the pain and the heartache from so many of those things and and the, the thing that i think about is the long tail of that third wave is actually more potentially dangerous for new zealand than the first two um but, absolutely you know, so particularly for people that lose, that lose their livelihood right so you know lose your livelihood lose your earnings uh potentially lose your house and, and yes there's lots of uh opportunities uh available with banks and funders to to uh take a bit of pressure off but you know they're not going to be there for the next two and three years are they so you know how do they, how do we get these people back into work and how do we get the recovery so um yeah and then yeah hey you're right the, the tale of that is is, is particularly scary it, it genuinely is you're right I, I do think it's good though that the, the nation feels pretty unified as one with the care for each other plus to try and get out and i think when then when they ch chuck on the flipping news and they're looking at all the shit show that's happening everywhere else around the world every day they're like holy shit i am i am so glad we're here i'm so proud that i'm a new zealander i'm so happy that we're safe i'm so you know like i think that's yeah. gonna just that 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 glue to 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 the to the and and for i'm just losing you now unfortunately so um I'm pretty sure that's your end, not my end. It's a good expression too. You've got beautiful. Yo, oh mate, we keep we keep cooking it. Are you in a vacargle? What are you doing? <laughs> is that my connection or yours? I don't know. I'm, 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 I'm on right. like, blame me. I'll blame me. I'm on, I'm on fiber ultra fast. It's the connection between Auckland and San Francisco that's causing mate. the problem. When I, I think what, what I clearly need to do is only get some type of really beefy telco sponsorship for the show, <laughs> just some beefy 4K multi stream. Um, you, we were just we talking about, about New Zealanders and the support to each other, and I put yeah. in, a, in a little post myself on LinkedIn the other day, and I, and I you know, I, I made the point that, um, uh, you know, it's times like these when the, where the true spirit of New Zealanders comes out to play. Uh, and certainly for me, as you can tell, I'm not, not a Kiwi originally. I'm, I'm a Brit originally, and I've made this place my home over the last 20 years. And I'm incredibly, incredibly proud these days to, to always call myself a Kiwi. I'm, I'm finally getting to a point where I can nearly call myself a Kiwi, if that makes sense. But, you know, I'm, I'm incredibly, incredibly proud. And it's fantastic to see the, the support 
from all angles for each other to get through it. It, 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 it epitomizes uh, the New Zealanders and the New Zealand people. And I think uh, mm. the country should be very, very proud of that. It's fantastic. Totally agree. Um, before we go, I want to ask you, what are you most excited about or most hopeful about for this next six months between now and Christmas? When you look at your calendar and you see the challenges that you got ahead, what are you just like, let's flip and go? Like, what's the thing you're like, shit, yeah, giddy up? Yeah, it's really on the tech side. So I, mean, I, I, I talked before about the, the, uh, the moving the entire sort of uh, uh, car rental uh, transaction for us onto the app. And we've spent the last two years trying to work out how to shift everybody from the traditional to the <laughs> to the, uh, to the and, and we've been doing sort of 15 20 percent of our business on, on on that medium right so that I'm massively excited about that um and you know we, we've maybe uh maybe ahead of uh, a few of the other guys in the market and that we built and developed our own technology for this so for me I'm really really excited about the opportunity to to really crank our te technology forward and, and use that to to springboard into the future and uh, and and hopefully um you know remove uh queuing from car queuing the bane of everybody's existence in car rental right so how do we not queue for a car that's uh that, that you know uh, you see the desks in the airports and lines and lines of people uh yeah how do we get away from that how do we solve that problem how do we bring car rental into the 21st century so for me i'm massively excited about that opportunity and i think we're in a great position to nail it well it, it goes down the path of my head just went to well clearly if you own the op and if you've got all these assets you can use yourself as that's it's case study to then create a white label SaaS play for every other single re rental company around the world that's a tech talk. export oh my we, gosh we should talk <laughs> we should genuinely talk i hope that's not me frozen again uh. <laughs> robert you there oh no Lost you. Completely lost you. How are we stuffing this? How are we stuffing this? <laughs> I don't know. I, no, I think you're about to give me a, a percentage of this this new JV um, white label SAS play rollout globally that you're going to plug into after you get New Zealand tech as an export waitlist because you don't need to leverage the 3,000 cars you've got, but potentially the millions that are around the world. But anyway, that sounds like another chat we could have. <laughs> I think we definitely should be having that chat, and I'd love to, I'd love to lean on <laughs> your experience because I do have something up my sleeve in that space. I, f I figured that you would. We, we can take this chat offline. Um, mate, this has been a, a great banter, dude. I, I'm, I I, it has been cool to see different leaders throughout this because I've been you know, fortunate enough to interview a whole bunch of the the headspace of positivity, even through shit, of just like, you know, because they can see the long tail and the long game of how this plays out. Um, so kudos and props to you, especially even just, I mean, 20 years in the game of doing what you've been doing is is one thing you obviously extremely passionate about the the people and the the community and the culture of this whole thing but you know there's there's op there's opportunity here that that's sitting in and the good thing is kiwis are wanting you to win kiwis are backing you to win and they're backing each other you know and that that makes that makes me feel cooler than just later bolt peace next you know like you know what i mean Support local go local that's the, that's that's our taglines at the moment support local go local and i think you know that uh New Zealand will, will rally around each other to do this, and, uh, and also, you know, let's be honest. Um, Kiwis, are, Kiwis have got an amazing backyard, and, and, and in general, I think we spend a lot more time and money and energy 
seeing other parts of the world and not exploring our own backyards. So uh, hashtag back your own backyard right now. That's uh, yeah. that's uh, you know it, it, it's a wonderful, wonderful country, and um, it, it continues to amaze me the number of people in the North Island that I meet that have never been to the South Island. I'm like, really? Like, how does that happen? I mean, <laughs> yeah, I get it. Go local. It's a thing. So you know. This for, for Kiwis to, to really get get uh, get intimate with their own backyard. Frozen again. Don't believe it. Okay, let's cut. <laughs> oh, no. Frozen again. Mate, it's my fault. It's an opportunity for, for awesomeness. I'll let you finish. You go for it. Close us out, mate. The flipping tech. <laughs> Hey, well, let's, let's talk. But generally, thank you for the opportunity. Great, great to be on the show and uh, keep up the great work. I mean, you know, uh, the, the, this platform that you're providing is, is, is giving us lots of us uh, some good insight into, into into some great leaders. So I'm certainly enjoying uh, checking in on when I get a chance. And uh, so kudos back to you for for your efforts, Robert. We we all really appreciate it. It's great. Appreciate it, mate. I've I've survived through um, through whiskey and stubbornness and determination and. <laughs> No, what it has been is like, because people have, you know, I've almost done a hundred of these through this, is I realized that I had a role to play, a very small role. And the role was, I know lots of really smart people that can talk about stuff that other people don't have, get access to. So what a great way to actually humanize more of them from a people. So that's... Um, Oh, I'll share with you. Go. All right, well, dude. Thanks so much, man. And I'm gonna I'm gonna send you a message about the other thing because I've got some ideas. Awesome, good stuff. Go well. Love your work, brother. Talk Cheers. soon. Okay. Go well. See what we did there. Go Rentals. Go well. James Dalgleish, uh, managing director for Go Rentals in New Zealand. Pretty awesome. Pretty cool. And love seeing the positivity of of even though it's a shit situation with how they're going to come out of this and and even just like right at the end there you know thinking about what they can they take is there's this tech play that's global it's weightless it's you know there's, there's something in there too so um mega cool and awesome uh sorry for the the tech issues delays um if there's a telco that's watching uh if there is a certain telco which is watching this right now that would uh, potentially like to help with the internet connections uh that could be great there might be a conversation we could have but i shall see you all soon team uh, enjoy the rest of the day peace